Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. G'day everyone, welcome to a very special edition, they're all special, uh, special edition of the Market Watch podcast is proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, home of the best of the best multis, the usual suspects. We've got so much representation, it's obviously Top Sport represented by the number seven seed. We've got the Shell V Racing Team, uh, the DJR Racing, that's represented by me now that I'm a supercars expert, having been to Bathurst for a weekend. And now... We've also got the San Francisco 49ers, who were 5-0, had a cracking win against the Dallas Cowboys, and Jared Condon's dragged out the San Francisco 49ers hat yet again. How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, very good, Jimmy. I was about to comment when we got on here that it was fancy dress today with all the different <laughs> attires that we've got on. And um, Joe from the Titans, I hope you're listening because obviously the, the Titans shirt that Jimmy normally proudly wears is no longer uh, on his back. So that's uh, that's something just to take note when we're uh, working out things for next season. But yes, it's a uh, it's a big week coming up. We've got one of the biggest days of racing, uh, both in Sydney and Melbourne this weekend. We've got plenty of sport and yeah, we'll have to... Um, it, it's funny, it's the first episode all season that Jared hasn't spoken about the North Sydney Bears and he's been speaking about San Francisco memories. So <laughs> a little bit of a different tangent there, but it was uh, it was still very entertaining nonetheless. Yes, well, uh, I don't know about dragging it out, Jimmy. Jeez, I've been to San Francisco 49ers for 10 years and been talking them up for the last four or five weeks. And what about last Monday? Absolutely giving it to the Dallas Cowboys. That was very enjoyable. Three and a half only covered the first three and a half minutes. Yeah, complete mismatch, wasn't it? Uh, that North Sydney Bears story, re-San Francisco, that was a North Sydney Bears trip away to San Francisco, to the 49ers compound there. So it's a very nice symmetry associated with all... Well, I, I can actually tell you the truth, Jimmy. I, I uh, did do the US trip about eight years ago, and I did do... Uh, 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 both uh, both stadiums in uh, San Francisco, um, uh, Levi Stadium and Candlestick. And uh, yes, um, what amazing venues they are. Uh, great city, the city by the bay, no doubt about it. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you leave a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, uh, YouTube as well. So enjoying that. We've got to go back before we go forward. So um, big weekend for the NFL uh, Jared, you better go through all of those. And I think there might be a lunch bed update associated with that as well. Uh, yes, Jimmy, we might get to that. Well, uh, you know, all of those uh, podcast listeners a couple of weeks ago going, oh, no, the NRL season is uh, is off. Well, our NFL bets have started as an absolute flyer. I mean, we picked up wins prior to last week. But then last week, three out of three. I mean, Jimmy, you were lucky enough to be on the Jacksonville Jags oh, at the man. plus Tristan had the Kansas City Chiefs, never in doubt there. And I had the San Francisco 49ers, never in doubt there. So we went three from three there. Uh, you and Tristan actually did pick up a lunch bet with the Jags at the plus five and a half. That's the London-based uh, Jags. Yes. Uh, good enough to uh, get over the bills. Uh, and in racing, well, we had a very unlucky second. I don't know if you saw the last race at... Rose Hill last Saturday, but Kyobi started uh, around a $2.80 favourite. Absolute moral beat up the rails. Um, I think the jockey was asleep for the first half of the race. But the good news is we put some more money in the can and that's good for the bank balance at the moment, Tristan. And we might be a pretty healthy amount there at the moment. 
Yeah, we just ticked it above 2,000, so 2,057 in the kitty at the moment. And yes, I was, uh, as, as usual, very, very solid with Jimmy on the uh, the lunch bets. And I love the, I love the uh, the victory dance when we win together. It's nothing, nothing sweeter. Yes. Mate, the problem is, is only only one of one of you dancing and one of you still forgetting or remembering. Bit of, a, bit of speculation about who was on, uh, you know, what what the swing man was doing out the back there. But anyway, apparently he landed on the jack. And you know what? We didn't have the courage to go head to head, Tristan. That's the only thing that I'm upset about. But anyway, well done, Trevor. Uh, well done over there at Tottenham Hotspur. They just win everything now at Tottenham, don't they? So uh, very good, very good. I love that. I love that plural use of we. We, yeah. Uh, now, have you got any lunch bed update on the table at all, Jared? Uh, yes, I did, Jimmy. I th- I'm sure that I did mention that you, uh, you and Tristan did pick up uh, a win each, and I dropped a couple. So we have you at plus twelve, me mm. at zero, mm. and Tristan at minus twelve. So uh, here we are, the twelfth of October. Still a long way to the thirty-first of December, but. Um, the lunch bets seem to be a little few and far between at the present moment. So I would suggest that you might be at the clock tower and uh, very well long odds on to pick up the trophy for the second year running. All right. So let's let's go. We've got the Pacific Championships in the Rugby League. We've got the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals coming up. We've got the continuation of the ICC Cricket World Cup. We've got the NFL Week 6 coming up and uh, one of the biggest weekends of racing. So it's... Uh, it's a plethora of sport. Uh, Major League Baseball's into their playoff series as well, too. So um, lots and lots going on there as well. So um, why don't we start with the Pacific Championships, Tristan? Uh, sides have been named. Um, where are your markets in regards to these couple of games coming up? On Well, game on Saturday, game on Sunday as well. We've got the championship and then I think they're calling it the Pacific Championship Bowl. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So we got the uh, the championship issues on Saturday between the Kangaroos and Samoa. Um, we've got our our slight range of markets up first. We'll, we'll get we'll get a few more up as we get closer to the game. This game's up at Townsville, obviously, and it's a dollar five the Kangaroos. Samoa at nine dollars and twenty two and a half the line. Um, you know the the line opened at twenty one and a half and it's out to twenty two and a half now. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any um, you know if, if there's any slight uh, delay that it takes the Aussie team to click because obviously a few haven't been playing football for a while. So it is a very, very wide line, but obviously we know how good that Aussie team is. Yeah, Australia is certainly um, in the right position and I think the line looks around right anywhere between, you know, 21 and a half where it opened to maybe under that 24 mark. Uh, you know, Australia were um, decisive winners in the World Cup uh, and went away strongly in that second half. And uh, in Townsville this week, it does look a very strong lineup. It's great to see them playing Samoa, though, but I, I do think that they're in the right position, and I could only be with Australia at that line. Uh, can I ask, Tristan, I know you've got the, the additional markets up. You've got um, a lot of your popular markets up there as well. You've got a first try scorer market. You've got a Samoa first try scorer market. Will you have the anytime try scorer market up? Yeah, we will. The uh, with that, just so everyone who's who's listening to this, we're we're recording this early on a Thursday. Uh, the anytime try score market's very dependent on the totals, because uh, obviously when you get those big lines and uh, and and the variance of the totals, that that will kick in. So as soon as that totals line pops up, which I would imagine will probably be later on today or first thing uh, Friday morning, then then all the other markets will flow through. So by game day, there'll be a stack of markets. Obviously, first game of the uh, the championship, it's just a little bit uh, tricky to to get a line on where everything sits at the moment. 
Uh, Brian Toto any time against Dylan Edwards. So uh, Dylan Edwards hasn't played wing for a long time, getting defensive reads right. We make a presumption that Toto is going to be playing out there on the right, um, although that might change. Interesting to see what Ben Gardner does with that. Stephen Crichton at 5 eight's an interesting one, Jared. I think that's um, recognition of the skills that he have. Obviously, he's, you know, he's a superb player. He's had an outstanding year. He's had an outstanding origin series. And we all think he's going to play fullback at the Bulldogs, but maybe that's not the case. I'll be interested to watch him run around in the sixth jersey in the Pacific Championships. Yeah, I agree, Jimmy. And uh, I think he's he's well suited to the role. And I think it's uh, certainly for Samoa a great move. Um, there's no doubt about his skill and, you know, uh, he can move and play either side of the ruck, which he's shown uh, left or right with the Panthers. He's also been very, very good at fullback. So he's a high quality, high skill player. And uh, I think it's a, a very good move. It'll, it'll be a nice test also against a very good opponent, clearly in Australia. PNG yeah, versus, oh, sorry. Just on that, Jimmy, the, uh, the, the markets when they release, it looks like Brian Toto will be around about that $3.50 odd mark. So it is a little bit of value there for um the players. One, once it comes up, it'll sort of sit around that 330 to 370 mark. So if you think you can get past Dylan Edwards, a bit of a uh, bit of value there. Kumuls versus Cook Island. Um, I don't mind the, I think it's 18 and a half that's being offered on this one. I don't mind that in this. Uh, Tristan, is that right? What's the head to head? Yeah, so the Kumuls are 108 and the Cook Islands $7. Uh, 18 and a half is the line. It's a dollar eighty to the minus one ninety two the plus. So uh our traders are actually the same. We're quite keen on the plus, but we um we opened it at 17 and a half, and there has been a push for the minus, um, both at 17 and a half and 18 and a half. So probably by the look of that, the line maybe um might even move out further past that point. So I, I think they might represent a bit of value for the for the Cook Islands late, and uh, yeah, I certainly think it's going to be a competitive matchup. All right, so you want you want to be with the Cook Islands, do you, Jimmy? Uh, I think I made that even the uh, very clear. Yes, well, we may have found our first lunch bet for the week. <laughs> uh, you, all right, you want to go with the Cummels? I like this. I do. I like this. I do. Um, so, uh, all right, let's go now. That's fine. You're on. You've got a lot of ground to make up. So I understand you've been a little bit willy-nilly with your shies at the stump. So that's fine. But what's the swing man doing out the back? No, well, I'm, um, our, our trading team um, are very, very keen on the plus as well. So I'm going to have to um, take great delight in supporting you again, Jimmy. And, and I'm sure we'll be uh, sending each other giffies once we, uh, once, once we get the result. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this part has been recorded and Jimmy writes it down. No, I'm writing it down now. I think it's my, yeah, you know, my administration work needs a, needs a bit of. Uh, bit sounds, of sounds sounds like a West Tigers uh, boardroom uh, meeting uh, and the and and the minutes, Jimmy. Come on, you will have a full review of that, uh, Jerry. Independent too, by the way. Uh, let's go to the UK. We've got a uh, bit of a surprise. Wigan taking on Catalan. So this is going to be an interesting one. Last game for Sam Tompkins, who's been a legend of the game over there, playing for Catalan, the ex-Wigan star. And Bevan French named as the Man of Steel, which is uh, incredible that he's done that. So fair bit of interest in this one. Where's your market on the UK Super League GF? Yeah, Mitch Pearce playing his last game as well, I believe, too. And it's $1.54 Wigan, $2.40 the Catalans Dragons at $2.40. And four and a half is the line, one ninety the minus, one eighty five the plus. So a little bit of support for the plus uh, to kick things off. 
looks like it's if, if the last few weeks have been anything to go by, we're going to have a very, very low total. It looks like it's going to be set around that 31 and a half mark. So uh, they've been very, very tight contests. The uh, the game last Saturday morning was a uh, battle to get above 20. So, um, yeah, the uh, uh, it should be a tight contest, a, a good final, and uh, looking forward to seeing a few of those uh, superstars of our game bow out. Certainly good for the game. I think that uh, Catalans are in the grand final and they've been the two form teams. They now match up in this grand final. Talking to uh, my man in the UK this morning, uh, he suggested Mitchell Pearce and it'll be all about the quality of the game here, uh, whether he ends up being injury free. He's been carrying a, um, a nasty hamstring injury. He was certainly a passenger last week. Um, the line is four and a half. He suspects that it probably gets out to five and a half, maybe six by game time on the back of that Mitchell Pierce injury. Um, but he's suggesting certainly if it does, that the plus is the play and, you know, Mitchell's last game, um, he lifting. Uh, so probably Wigan deserved favourites might just sneak home. But if you're looking to play the game at the line, I certainly think Catalan's at the plus is, is the play. See, uh, see uh, Tokiaho playing in that one as well, too, uh, coming to the Bulldogs next year. So interesting watch on how he performs in that match. All right, let's stay over in the uh, Europe uh, Rugby Union World Cup quarterfinals for the first time in history. Australia are not there. And um, we have a look at this matchup. They're so lopsided. Um, but this is incredible quarterfinal. Where's your market on Ireland taking on the All Blacks, Tristan? Yeah, Ireland are taking on the All Blacks. They are slight favourites. $1.74, the Irish, two oh six New Zealand, and one and a half is the line. I'm just hoping that game goes to extra time to get us out of nippers on Sunday morning because I couldn't <laughs> trade the, uh, the kids away from the TV if, if it gets a tight game like that. But it certainly looks like it's going to be a, a cracking affair. And as you say, the, uh, the draw is very lopsided. France and South Africa as well almost oh, actually is identical betting, $1.74, France, 206 South Africa, and one and a half is the line. So uh, a couple of really good matchups there. Wales, Argentina, the other game, and England, Fiji, the obviously the English are quite lopsided favourites. Jared, you've yeah. got some intel in the world of rugby. What's your what's your spies telling you there? On on the games itself, Jimmy, well certainly uh, I think the uh, the three obvious favourites in Wales, England and France look like uh, there'll be winners in um and um then I think the Irish New Zealand clearly looks the pick of the week. Um, I, I my my uh, my mail is certainly around Ireland. Ireland probably being strong enough to get away with a very close win over the All Blacks, and um, I'm sure that the All Blacks, if they were beaten this weekend, New Zealand would be very disappointed in going out in the quarterfinals. And I guess the other big talking point, Jimmy, is there's lots of speculation from the right people in the last 24 hours that Eddie Jones will end up taking the uh, Japan job. Everybody will keep hush-hush for the next couple of weeks and let the World Cup finish. Uh, then it will be announced. And that he actually did the deal. It was all done and dusted before he even coached Australia in their first game in the World Cup going back four weeks or five weeks ago. Um, just a horrible outcome for Australian rugby. And, uh, you know, with it, if that is to come to bear as suggested, well, certainly you'd have to think that the chairman, the chairman's role is absolutely untenable. So, so just just on that, would that be effective immediately? So he would stop coaching the Wallabies effective immediately. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Oh, well, it'd be very 
ridiculous to leave him in that position and then let him go after that. So so that story from Tom Deason in the Sydney Morning Herald, which caused so much angst, was 100% on the money. So 100% on the, on the money. And not only was Tom on the money that he'd had a number of Zoom meetings about taking a role, he actually then after those Zoom meetings is, uh, is alleged to have then signed a deal. It was all done. Wow. Um, look, this podcast will be up. I don't know how many people will be able to get to listen to it. ICC Cricket World Cup uh, in full swing. Australia 0-1 after that loss to India. Lots of speculation and thoughts around what the makeup of the team is, what the makeup of the squad is, Tristan. But where's your market for this crucial game? It's at Lucknow up against South Africa. It is a crucial game, and and I was a little bit surprised how short the Aussies were when um, we spoke about this yesterday on radio, Jimmy. And looking at it now, it's firmed up even further. It's into a dollar sixty three Australia, two dollars twenty two South Africa. Um, you know, we know what happened in the in the warm up series where South Africa were way too good, put on a stack of runs against the Aussies. They've obviously started their campaign really, really well. Um, you know, you look at the form line against Sri Lanka, and um, you know, you may be looking to roll your eyes at Sri Lanka a little bit, but they were pretty impressive there against Pakistan and only a late collapse caused them to go under. So, yeah. so that has certainly got a really, really good form line coming to this game. $2.22, Australia $1.63. This is a crucial game because we don't want to be in a situation like we saw in the T20 World Cup where the uh, the pressure's there and it's already there. It's, it's a must-win game and um, we'll see how this one shakes out. Talk to uh, people in the know and, that, you know, the question marks around the squad is really interesting because... In essence, the person that's under the most pressure to retain their position, if the squad was selected appropriately for the conditions, is the captain, Pat Cummins. So it's a really, really interesting situation that this Australian team of Tanvir Sanger's over there, bowling in the nets, but can't play because he's not in the squad. Travis Head is in the squad. He's back in Adelaide recuperating uh, from his injury concern. So it's a really, really strange situation. Uh, anyway... All right, gentlemen, uh, we might get it. Jared, you might give us a preview of week six of the National Football League, given your great joy in what the 49ers did last week uh, up against the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about it as a mismatch. It's interesting. Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy, another no contest. Oh, yeah. And their record over the Cowboys, we suggested last week, has been very, very dominant. And I think a lot of that comes down to the quality of those two coaches, or certainly of one of them, uh, and that's Shanahan. And um, on the NFC side of things, you know, we've clearly got the 49ers rolling along 5-0. and zero. The Eagles, also 5-0, and zero, haven't been as impressive uh, with their start of the season, but they're just such a good quality team that they just get wins done, in particular in that fourth quarter. And they looked uh, on the improve last week. Then we have the Detroit Lions, 4-1. and one. You know, it's 12 years, Jimmy, since the Detroit Lions started 4-1 and one to the uh, opening five games of the season. And I think it would have been three or four years ago when we were sitting here on the podcast uh, in our first ever look at NFL and we were asking each other who we supported. And Tristan piped up and said the Detroit Lions. And I think there might have been a little bit of snigger in the background from us each going, the Detroit Lions, well, here we are a few years later. They are on the roll, absolutely dusted up their opponents in the last couple of weeks. Still a little bit of question mark about who they've actually beaten, uh, but you can't do any more than win, and they're certainly on a roll. Now, they're talking about the 49ers and Brock Purdy. He opened the season 
at 75 to 1 odds to get the MVPs. Now in the $6.50, and all the 49ers supporters, Jimmy, you're talking about not October, but Brocktober. Because he's just on a roll of winning at the moment. Uh, the 49ers now, their last eight competition games, they've won by, they've scored 30 or more points and won all of them. On the other side of the draw, we've got in the AFC, we've got the Chiefs rolling along at four and one. Miami Dolphins, four and one. I think Miami might be a little bit like the Cowboys, that they're very good at beating up the teams that they're supposed to beat up. Uh, we will see when they match up against few of, uh, a few of those other uh, teams in high-quality form. They got dusted up by the Bills a few weeks ago. Leads us to some very interesting games this week. Listen, I want to be with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I happen to be playing at home to the visit, visiting Detroit Lions. The oh, plus three yeah. to me look looked uh, very enticing. So, uh, yes, I might have been looking to induce a little lunch bed interest here, but I do think that the plus three was too big. So uh, Detroit on the road, Goff out of playing in the Dome. I'm going to be with the Bucks. You were talking about five minutes ago about someone being willy-nilly with their lunch bets, Jimmy, but this goes to another extreme. To take <laughs> on the... Uh... The, the 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 dynasty of the making lines, of course. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm doubling down. Very, very keen to be involved, and I'll, I'll be very very disappointed if Jimmy's not on my side here. <laughs> Mate, what about that pressure? I tell you what, it's interesting. On the back of what Jared said, I wonder who's going to do our NFL for us next week on the podcast. But anyway, <laughs> um, we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, I, I just love that little bit of mentioning the words the lines and dynasty in all in one yeah. sentence. Yeah, don't worry. It wasn't lost on me. Wait till they lose their offensive coordinator. What's his name? Is it Ben Johnson when he becomes head coach somewhere else next year? And Dan Campbell's here going, hang on, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Tristan, of course, mate. You, of course I'm with you with the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, count me in. I'm floating. I'm floating out the back. There I am. <laughs> floating out the back. Jimmy, uh, you can stand up and get off your knees now, Jimmy. Um, right, listen, uh, I will say that the, the Lions are playing some very attractive football. And if anybody watched the highlights last week, they had a, a, a three-pass trick play that led to a 70-metre touchdown. It was absolutely cracker. And it was a play that they did use a couple of times last year. Um, and I think maybe picked up some touchdowns uh, off it. But last weekend was, uh, was just an absolute beauty. Tristan, you have a serious note though. The, the the Tampa Bay with obviously no um no uh, Tom Brady this year. They've been very very impressive uh, to start the season. And Baker Mayfield has really uh, turned things around from when his career looked at the crossroads. So yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. But yeah, just from mine having a look at the the games, we saw Chicago bounce back with a with a big win. They they broke the duck. I just get the feeling, and I've been against the Vikings uh, for the last few weeks. But I just get the feeling maybe the markets overreacted to to that win. Um, I think Minnesota's been good without being able to get over the line against some high-quality opponents. They come back in class here. I'm going to take the Vikings minus two and a half, uh, and uh, there'll be plenty of Kirk Cousins Cousins gifts into the uh, the chat if they get the result. <laughs> yeah, he's very gifable, Kirk, isn't he? Um, so, just confirming at Raymond James Stadium, what is the what 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 is the lunch bet there? You're going Tampa Bay plus three and a half, Jared. I am. Right, and I'm taking the Detroit, me and Tristan are taking the Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Lions minus three at the dollar just, 77. All right. Just so as long as you write it down the right way. And I'm, 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 I'm updating my lunch bet v. Jared, and I've got Tristan there. Well, really, Tristan's got me. Mm. Uh, 
Riding shotgun in that one. Right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, now, I'm going to take us back to Tottenham. Why not? Uh, so, we've got the game. Well, the first game is uh, Denver versus Kansas City. That could be a bloodbath. Uh, wow. The line there, 10.5. I'm not sure that that's enough. Uh, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, this is a tough one again for the Ravens. I know they're, they're a much more talented side, but they're, they're on the road again. Fourth time in five weeks. So, third time uh, back-to-back. And uh, now going to London to take on the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans plus the 3.5. And, and that is $2.04 and four that you can get for that one. So any interest there, Jared? Absolutely, Jimmy. Put me down for the Ravens. Uh, They led 10-3 last week. Should never, ever have lost that game. Absolutely murdered it. Uh, They have a point to prove. Uh, They'll be stronger this week with a couple of key ins, and I'm all over the Ravens, Jimmy. Write me down. Okay, so that's another lunch bet. V, Jared, what's the swing man doing? Yeah, well, I've actually gone through all the analytics on this game. I've gone through every uh, <laughs> bit of bit of info yeah. on both the sides, and I couldn't cut. I couldn't split them. So the the telltale sign for me is I'm going with the person with a hundred percent record at Tottenham Stadium this year, and I'm going to go with uh, Jay Smith. So I'm going to stick very very loyal to the Tennessee Titans and hope King Henry has a big result. Well done. Good see. Hey, pick and stick. Hey, pick and stick. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well done, boys. So we've got the Cook Islands plus the 18 and a half, the Tennessee Titans plus the three and a half, Detroit minus three. Uh, lunch bet, lunch bet, lunch bet. So this is good. That clocked out. <laughs> Doesn't it shake some action? Uh, yeah, I, I hope that's somebody down the bottom soaring one of the legs half <laughs> off at the present moment. <laughs> All right, great weekend of racing coming up, gentlemen, highlighted by the Everest, the seventh edition of it at Royal Randwick. Um, it is just going from strength to strength. You might want to go through the market on it, Tristan, and you might want to explain why the market wasn't available for a 24-hour period there. Yes, well, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's a huge day of racing, both in Caulfield and at Randwick. We've got some, uh, some, some great races there. If you were looking to try to have a bet on Tuesday at any time, Basically on Tuesday, we did. We were instructed to pull the market down, like everyone else in the uh, the wagering circles in Australia, for for to try to get a TV uh, show broadcast the barrier draw, which has been done for fifty years in Melbourne live um, after the Derby Day. So I'm not certain why the necessity was that to pull betting down for uh, for for a day. But uh, we have got a, a good feel. We've got a you know a, as much as I jest there. What the Everest has done, uh, you know, there's still people that. You know, we want to want to talk about it, but it has got uh, Sydney racing on the map at this time of the year, and there's a lot of people talking about it one way or the other, which I think is a great thing for racing to have two high quality meetings on Saturday. Is is something that I think turnover is going to be through the roof. Um, you know, for, for both for both venues, which is great. And think about it, it's the the drifting favourite. It's been four twenty out to four sixty post the barrier draw. I wish I win. Surprisingly, got out to six dollars despite drawing barrier one. It's now been back $6 into $5.50 in private eye, $7 into 6 The big go, though, which I'm a little bit nervous about, is the John Singleton-owned Hawaii 5.0. It's been $16 into 11 I'm certain we're going to be pulling its tail at some point in the straight. So, uh, yes, it, it's, it's going to be a really, really good betting race. There's chances galore, and, and uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Tell you, if we're going through the race, I don't know if, uh, if the bookmaker wants to have a lunch bet on laying Hawaii 5.0. For mine... Enormous run last start, and I love the horse. I've been on it in the past and have mentioned it in the past, but it's zero in this race, in my opinion, from that gate. Um, $11 is uh, is 
well inflated for mine, well uh, well unders where it should be. Listen, a, a cracking race, and I, I I agree. I mean, what uh, what Racing New South Wales and Peter Volandis has done with the Everest, uh, with the Silver Eagle, with the Golden Eagle, with the repositioning of the King Charles Stakes now, uh, this is just an amazing meeting. It'll be a sold out. Um, Randwick on the weekend is now talking articles in the paper this morning about in future years having um, uh, a set up on the inner inner of the track and having more people there and trying to get the 50,000 people crowd. Um, just amazing scenes to see Randwick back at that. I mean, what a race. Listen, I, I'm all over. I wish I win. I just think he's a, a very, very smart sprinter. I think Moody has had a plan for the last six months in conjunction with the owners at Waikato, Waikato Stud to target this race, uh, and they're very, very keen. Gate one might not have been ideal, um, but by the look of the map, I think a couple that are outside it um, probably give it a better position to come up the rail and maybe sit a little closer than was originally thought. Um, I, I'm certainly all over it. It's my bet. The two that I'm probably the most scared of, and they've been very well supported since yesterday, are the two Godolphin runners. Uh, in secret, we know that she absolutely flies down the straight over 1,200. Well, you know, she's been 16s at one stage, was 18s into 12s. And the other one is Cylinder, who just gets an absolute gun run from barrier four. Uh, and I think it's been well supported from, you know, nines into and just gone to 750 live on the market. So um, certainly I'm with, I wish I win. That's my bet. Let's have a uh, hundred on the nose for me. And the two, if you were looking to take some insurance, I'd be on all in secret and cylinder. Just incredible, isn't it? So um, I said it yesterday on radio, but the point of, the point of it is this, that every sports administrator uh, is now can challenge themselves. Seven years ago, this event did not exist. And now look at the place that it takes um, from betting turnover, from the demographic that attends to, um, you know, the, the celebration and the uh, support that they put around, around the event. It's just incredible. Why? All because they went, well, we need to challenge Melbourne somehow in the spring. And, and this is what they've come up with. Now, there might be a separate conversation around how they've funded it um, and what, what cost that has come at, but, um, as far as engagement with racing, uh, it has been extraordinary. I remember being there for the first one. I've been to a three or four live. And when the a gates jump back, the whole crowd, myself included, and at that stage I was only 12 standard drinks in at about 4.15, but just a guttural roar comes out of just the build-up and the excitement. It's very much like on Melbourne Cup Day when, when the roar goes up because the, the gates spring back and, and away goes this incredible array of horse flesh. So uh, it is an extraordinary day and, and, and very, very exciting. Tristan, did you have a, uh, have you got a tip for the day or for the? I do. I do. I've got a tip for the day. As, as we touched on, we've got a huge day in Sydney. We've got a huge day in Melbourne. I think I read there's $36 million worth of prize money in those two venues. So with all of that in mind, I'm going to take us to Adelaide with a maiden, which is worth about 12000 uh, <laughs> I've got one here that I think wins. I think is going to potentially uh, improve over the course of the spring. Uh, it's been well backed already, but race one, number two, lose some, win more, which is a little bit of a play on words to uh, some of the advertising we have to put up at the moment. But race one, number two is uh, there. I'm, I'm going to throw it on the nose, of course, but just keep an eye on this horse. I think it's going to be very, very uh, involved in the spring later on. 
All right, I'm going to make people wait. Race 10 at Royal Randwick. So most people will be in there dancing to Empire of the Sun. Um, but uh, keep your eye on number 10. More secrets out of the Hawks yard. Um, lots of patience associated with them. Zach Lloyd gets the ride, so don't be afraid to back him. Uh, strong run behind Espiona. And now that's a very good-looking form line. I think the market has come for it, Tristan, uh, now into favouritism at $4.60. So this is going to be an uh, all-important staking plan. Uh, I'm going to go $100 on the nose, you know. You only live once, <laughs> so let's let's go for it. Uh, actually, that's not true. Uh, you only die once, don't you? You live every single day. But uh, uh, that's what the kids are saying these days. So that's given it's Everest week. That's what I'm in on. So race 10, number 10, $4.60, $100 on the nose. Yeah, no, that looks uh, – it, it, it's a good race to finish as well. And and, and I think that's probably the – the, the thing that I'm really looking forward to this day on Saturday is, is not not just the the Everest and, and all the other big races that we've spoken about, but just the support cards. It's getting that feel like Derby Day a little bit early as well, where we've got, I think, 16 group races on the day. So great great race to finish. More secrets, $4.60. To have, a, to have the last race of the day with the $4.60 as the favourite, I think, generates a lot of turnover, which is, uh, which is really exciting. And the last race in Melbourne, of course, is the big race as well, a two-rack, the group one. So certainly going to be plenty to come home hard with. Yep, uh, huge turnover, question marks about uh, loyalty, uh, everything else questioned as well. And that's just between the three of us for this podcast uh, across well, all. I, I think what's even more amazing is, is they walk up to place bets in uh, race 10 and so many of them following your selection, Jimmy, number 10. And while they're doing it, they're singing Sweet Caroline uh, before they get Emperor of the Sun playing. And, and just to your story, Jimmy, uh, my daughter, who lives, eldest daughter who lives in Sydney, has been to two of the last three Everest and turning up with a crowd of probably 20 friends. And she obviously has always been interested in racing, giving, uh, given my slight interest over the years and influence. But of those 20 friends, she would say that probably 18 um, prior to going to the Everest a couple of years ago had never been to a racetrack, yet now turning up every year to the Everest because it's now become such an event in Sydney. And maybe we, we, we might need another podcast in weeks to come, Tristan, where we uh, get Jimmy on to tell us the stories about being in the racing New South Wales gold box uh, on each of those Everest days that he turns up to and what it's like to get the uh, uh, the, the, the golden uh, uh, chocolate tickets and the free drinks and the hospitality. And uh, I'm sure there's a few nice stories there, Jimmy. That'd be nice. I'd just gold. love him to, to potentially see if there's any way you can get out of the bookies tax with these barriers for uh, for any of the horses that Milo Racing has in uh, any of the group races. So we'll leave that for the conversations when he's, uh, what was it, 12 standard drinks in? Maybe maybe have a couple more, Jimmy, and, and then, then push it up. Oh, yes. Um, it's all about timing, isn't it? Uh, just on that, uh, really disappointing that uh, Milo uh, Racing and the negotiations with the slot holders broke down around the opportunity for summer loving. I tell you what, uh, talk about going in with a weak hand. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jimmy, the really good news is that the Condon stable has... Uh three or four runners uh, coming up in the coming weeks, one of which I'll be able to reveal next Wednesday when we or Thursday when we do our podcast, the first starter at the Sunshine Coast, and the week after we have Dark Chill, and the week after that we have uh, Plundering back at the track. So lots for the Condon household to look forward to, and hopefully it pays for Christmas. Tell you what, Jared, if the San Francisco 49ers are 8-0, you'll wonder which hat to wear during the course of those podcasts. <laughs> I know that for a fact. So. Well, I've got them all here, Jimmy. Don't worry. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs>
If the cap fits, wear it, is what they say, right? Um, all right, gents, massive weekend. Really, really exciting. Good fun today. Uh, enjoy that, and we'll do it again next week. Let's do Thank you. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com.